This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Is it talent and experience that makes some women so successful? Or is it how well they communicate and are understood by other people? An executive coach shares career advice that can help you influence and connect with others. Oftentimes we think it's talent and effort that is most important when it comes to success. But we often leave out the power of how we speak and our ability to connect with people. Then, in the last two decades, there have been hundreds of school shootings. Now, research finds a previously hidden factor. There's been a lot of variation in prior research on the effects of unemployment on crime. And here, in terms of gun violence in schools, we're seeing a uniformity that hasn't been so clear before. Those two stories and more are coming your way on this week's show. InfoTrack gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. When it comes to career and personal success for women, our next guest says the most important skill is how well you connect and communicate with others. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Lisa G. Lisa? Thanks, Chris. We are speaking with Valerie Burton, who is the author of Successful Women Speak Differently. And you are the perfect person to speak to because I think a lot of women could use a lot of help when it comes to this. And so since you're the expert, tell us what you think the biggest problem is for women when it comes to being heard. Well, I think there are a couple of things that are really important. One is the fact that oftentimes we think it's talent and effort that is most important when it comes to success. And those things are important, but we often leave out this missing piece, which is the power of how we speak, what we say, what we don't say, and our ability to connect with people, which can open doors and build bridges. But for women in particular, one of my concerns is The research around how often we underestimate ourselves, and because we underestimate ourselves and we underestimate our abilities, we don't speak up oftentimes, whether it's for a big opportunity professionally or it's interpersonal conversation when you wanted to say no about something because you really didn't have the time, but you want to be nice, and so you end up saying yes anyway. And so it's really important for us to notice as women how often our speech actually impacts our stress level and our ability to be successful. Are you saying that possibly men, let's say you have a male boss, if you're in a male-dominated situation, do you feel that men hear a woman differently? Well, what I know is that men have something that researchers call honest overconfidence, which is almost funny. (laughs) So it's this idea that men often will overestimate their abilities, which means they step up more often. They may come across as a lot more confident when women who may have the same level of ability or even greater ability often are underestimating themselves. They underestimate how well they do, how well they speak, what their abilities are. And so that's one of the major differences in how we approach just about everything. There are definite differences even between, you know, not only how men hear women, but how women hear men. And I think that's a separate issue. I think it's certainly an issue. I think the bigger thing is how we think and how that impacts 
the way that we communicate. We are speaking with Valerie Burton, who is the author of Successful Women Speak Differently, Nine Habits That Build Confidence, Courage, and Influence. So let's go through some of those skills, the skill set that you need so that you sound like a success. Where can we start? Well, that very first habit that I talk about is sound like a success. And I think it's really interesting because it's some of the simple stuff. There are a couple of things that have happened in the last few decades. For example, there's something called upspeak. Upspeak is when you are making a statement, but you make it sound like a question because at the end you kind of <laughs> go up in your voice inflection. And when we do that, and women are far more likely to do it, when we do that, we sound less sure of what it is that we're saying. Also, there are just simple things that we can do. And one of the simplest, when we're speaking and we want to sound confident, is to just breathe. Because when we breathe, we actually power that voice box to lower the pitch of our voice. Our anxiety goes down. We end up talking more slowly. And all of those things make you heard more clearly. What about this when you say what you say without saying a word? What does that mean? We communicate so much through our body language. And attractiveness actually boosts your opportunities for success. We might not like to think that. Oftentimes we say, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, but we all do it. It is a survival mechanism. I mean, we have to sum up information very quickly and decide, is someone safe? Are they not safe? Is this the way I should go? Is it not? And so we have to be aware of how we come across. And some of the simplest things we can do is smile, stand up straight, make sure your posture is good, have warm gestures. Interestingly, it's not just about how you come across to others that communicates, because your appearance really is a form of communication. It's also about what you're communicating to yourself. So there's some really interesting studies about the fact that when we hold certain postures, especially ones that make us appear bigger, so if your hands are up above your head or out to the side, if your stance is wide... If you hold that for two minutes, it actually increases your testosterone level and it lowers your cortisol level. What that means is cortisol is stress. It lowers your stress level. Testosterone is a part of what helps us feel more confident. And so our body language doesn't only affect what other people think. It actually can change our brain chemistry and cause us to either feel more confident or less confident. So being aware of what your body language is is really, really important. Also, I think women have a lot of issues with this next topic to ask for what they want. How do we do that successfully? Well, one of the things is to simply do it, (laughs) to not make such a big deal about asking for what you want. You can practice it before you have to say it. You can record yourself, think about how you sound, and then you're ready when the time comes and you're having that conversation But the biggest thing is, you know, that fear that comes up when there's something you have to say. You know, I was, um, we have a book club for the book on Facebook. Just yesterday, one of the readers was saying that she took the tips from the book because she was buying a new car and she had never, ever negotiated for a new car. This is someone in their mid-40s who basically just takes whatever price is offered. And she said she shocked herself. But she says, I think the salespeople at the dealership just didn't even know what to think. She said, but I just opened my mouth instead what I wanted and I stuck by that and it worked. So oftentimes it's our fear and when we recognize that our fear isn't a stop sign and we can still open our mouth and make requests and state what our boundaries are, 
and then zip it. <laughs> That's what we often do when we're nervous is we say what we want and then we talk our way back out of it by apologizing or making excuses. And so when you do that, you realize you have so much power, but you have to speak it and you have to overcome that fear to be able to do it. And that means just doing it afraid. How do you build confidence if you're starting out with very little, with low self-esteem? Do you play act with friends? Do you, like you said, practice in the mirror? Those things help. One of the best ways to build confidence is to build small wins. So you might be afraid to do the big thing, whatever the big goal is, but what is something smaller that moves you in that direction that you are willing to do? And so when you build up small wins, your confidence gets bigger for the bigger things. So, you know, when I first started writing books in the late 90s, I actually didn't start out writing books. I was writing articles. I had a column. When I wrote my very first book, I'll never forget how overwhelmed and intimidated I was by the idea of writing an entire book. And so that first book was basically a compilation of column size writing, right? So I've been writing these five to 800 word columns. And so I actually wrote a book and they were basically mini chapters that were five to 800 words each. Of course, there were 50 something of them, but that built my confidence that, yeah, I can do that. When the next book came around, I wasn't so intimidated. So find a way to break that goal into something small enough that you're like, yeah, I I could do that. And once you do that and you accomplish that, you realize, hey, let me stretch a little bit more. And that's how we really build confidence over time. Well said. Well, Valerie Burton, author of Successful Women Speak Differently, Nine Habits That Build Confidence, Courage, and Influence. Valerie, where can we find you online? SpeakDifferently.com. When you go there, there's a free class I've done about how to stop underestimating yourself. So I love for people to check that out because it's free. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lisa. I appreciate it. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. Next, research reveals a hidden factor behind school shootings. That story, straight ahead. There's more InfoTrack coming up. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.